Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio Stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. In 1987, some inner-city first-graders were promised a college education. Now, this promise didn't come from a wealthy corporation. It came from Oral Lee Brown, who saved a large portion of her modest income every year for these children. She told Ms. Brown, you can't do everything I said, no, but we need to do more. And she did more by sending 19 kids to college, helping others pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. KLP Aftermath with your host Kennedy Lucas brings out all the stops. Tune in to KLP Aftermath as we have stories, reviews, current events, and even our famous segment, Elephant in the Room. Inspired by the Breakfast Club's Donkey of the Day, KLP Aftermath with your host Kennedy Lucas streams on Atlanta's number one radio station, Swanky 93.3 and the Heat 94.6. Radio Station. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Landing the Deal podcast. I'm your host, Miss Derby. And as you can tell from the title, I'm going to be talking to you about how I went from working in the school system to growing my real estate business to a million dollars in just three years. So for those who are new here, I use this podcast to teach others how they too can get started in real estate, supplying vacant land to home builders, and picking up tips and tricks from the guests that I bring on this podcast to build a profitable real estate business. So for me, my teaching journey began right out of college. I graduated in 2015, specializing in students who had behavioral and special needs. And, you know, starting out, it was a great experience. It was my first big girl job. It felt new. It felt fresh, exciting. However, as the years went by, I started seeing the school system and how they treated teachers. And I was barely making enough money to survive. So I had to get another job. I worked as a server in the evenings and found myself making more money serving tables each night. It became exhausting to juggle both teaching during the day and then serving in the evenings after a while. I was going through a lot. I needed to find something that could make me more money, so I picked up gigs here and there, tutoring, and eventually I ended up leaving the school system. I was trying to find more ways to make more money, so I explored flipping furniture and I made great profits doing that. But to make a long story short, after jumping into flipping furniture and just hustling and grinding, I found a video on YouTube on how to flip contracts. After finding that video of how to flip contracts, essentially wholesaling, the wholesaling process, I realized that closing deals was a lot harder than what the gurus made it out to be. I wasn't lazy. Like I was really busting my butt trying to close deals. However, the wholesaling houses space at that time in like 2018, it was super saturated. Everyone was doing it. 
and I struggled to close deals consistently. As I kept grinding, learning, meeting new people, gaining knowledge, and going through trials and error, I developed character through that process, but I knew that there had to be an easier way to close deals. So during that time, my partner Jared and I actually, shout out to Jared, he was a literal genius. He was always thinking outside the box, always trying to create a process to make things easier. And that's what I really admire about Jared. He was had a very creative brain and the ability to think really deeply. And it was a blessing and it was a curse. <laughs> and the reason why I say it was a blessing and a curse is because I was the one that was always executing. Okay, so it, I had that burnout from grinding while he was in his genius zone, just thinking and processing ways to make the business better. Working with Jared, we essentially created the process of the builder first strategy when it came to land. Okay, so we found that networking with builders to supply them vacant land was something that nobody else was doing in the space. No one else was tapping into finding builders, networking with them, trying to bring them land. So we spent so many months and years perfecting the strategy. And then in 2019, we started teaching people our blueprint and seeing our students close deals and grasp the concept. And close deals consistently was amazing. Uh, essentially, we were like the land floods. And seeing the people that were previously struggling to close deals in real estate to now being able to close deals consistently was what kept me going. Eventually, Jared and I went our separate ways and I continued to pursue my passion of teaching and my life really changed when I started taking automation seriously, when I was really implementing systems and processes to run my business. So that way I'm not directly involved in getting deals closed. I eventually hired someone to come in and analyze my business and ensure that other people can run the business without me. Doing things like talking to sellers, builders, setting out contracts, pulling lists. Meanwhile, I was focusing on things on the business. So tracking numbers, networking, and really building up my brand. So offloading a lot of those tasks, if that's what really took me to the next level, financially. And by, that, by doing that, it allowed me to concentrate on money-making activities. And combining that with coaching, um, and my land business, I started creating those multiple streams of income. And that's when I had the time to really learn to invest. So that's when I started buying land, doing different creative strategies. And looking back now, it's funny how easy my journey might sound when I talk about it. <laughs> However, it took a toll on me and I experienced a lot of lows, highs, and there were tough months where I needed deals. I relied on deals to pay my bills and to keep my business alive and going. And no one talks about that. A lot of people don't talk about those hard times in the beginning as a real estate investor or a wholesaler. It took us about six months to close our first deal. And through that process, it was difficult when we first started. We didn't have the guidance. We were relying on a lot of different gurus, just kind of hopping around from video to video, trying to see what worked for us. And I had to pick up jobs. I had to do, like I said, tutoring. I had to do different odd jobs in order to make money for our bills and marketing. And then after closing our first deal six months later, we made about $7,000 in nine days from a tax deed auction. I remember watching a video and what really clicked for me was watching this video with Max Maxwell and Tony the Closer. They were talking about, if you want to find motivated sellers, go to tax deed auctions and find properties there. So I remember seeing that video and I, I remember giving up even prior to seeing that video, just so frustrated, so over it. 
not wanting to continue anymore because I didn't know if it was going to work or not. And then after seeing that video, I was like, you know what? Let me just try this. Let's just try this. So we tried it. A few weeks later, we closed our first deal. We got it under contract and nine days later, it was closed for seven grand. We were on cloud nine. We thought we were making money. We we're like, oh, wow, this works. The proof of concept. It made so much sense now. And I was like, okay, we can really, really do this thing up. But what we failed to do, which was really, really important, was more marketing. So when we made that $7,000, we went out and splurged and we're on vacations and did all the wrong things they tell you not to do. And then as a result of that, it took us a long time to close our next deal. It took us about two or three months to close the next deal. Just kind of going through that process, it's almost like we went back to square one and was just hustling and grinding again, spending hours and hours and hours trying to close another deal. And I was just really disappointed and like, <laughs> just kind of having that broken mentality. And it's funny because you would think that you do it once, you wouldn't do it again, but we actually did that again, again, and again, and again, multiple times until we were like, okay, when are we gonna stop? Like, when are we gonna stop? This is clearly an issue. We have this broken mentality and then that's when we really had to start, you know, being around other like-minded individuals who are hustling, grinding, and saving their money, putting their money back into their marketing and putting their money back into their business so just kind of seeing others do that, it motivated us to do the same. A few months after closing our first deal, we were able to close our next deal. And that next deal that we got and closed, it wasn't that much. I think we made like 10 grand or something like that. But I do know that once we closed that deal, it was another proof of concept. Like, okay, this is something that can be done, clearly. If you put the time, the energy into this business, you can do this. We weren't closing deals consistently. We were closing deals kind of here and there every other month, if that. And what changed it for us, or what changed the game for me at least, was I had a horrible experience at a property in person. Walking through and I end up getting attacked by fleas. Like I literally had over a hundred bites per leg and had to go to the hospital. That was my breaking point. I was done from there, I hated houses. I made Jared do all of the houses, like all the walkers through the houses, especially like the old creepy nasty houses, made him do all that. And I handled anything as far as acquisition, disposition, things like that, and made him do all the legwork because I was not doing it. I remember during COVID when everyone was freaking out, worrying about the economy, thinking that there's gonna be a potential crash because of the pandemic. But in fact, there was a slight slowdown and then out of nowhere, just, it was insane. There were a lot of investors coming in, buying up everything that